0: Everyone, how's it going? It's Anthony Kazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Uh, Hopefully, you have recovered from (laughs) yet another comeback win and a thrilling comeback win by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, There are a number of different things to take away from this game. There are a number of different things to be happy about with this game. There are a number of different things to be a little worried about, but the Cincinnati Bengals are 4 and 1 heading into a hosting of the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. And for basically the third time out of out of four wins and third time out of five total games, the Bengals have pulled borderline miracles out of their rear ends to get to this point. Um, you know, you could. <laughs> I'm at a little bit of a loss for words at this one because. Um, There was just a lot to digest. And by the way, Rick Ruiz, who day from Downey, California, you're not, you're not far from me, Rick. Uh, I'm actually a little, little further south from you in Orange County, California. So yeah, who day back at you, Rick? Not too far, buddy. Hope you, hope you enjoyed the game. I, I guess let's start here. Okay. Let's start with some of the negatives and then we'll go into the positives. The negatives, of course, that the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, basically through the first two, two and a half quarters had pretty much everything go wrong for them that you can have go in a football game. And they were down, you know, 14 nothing, 17 nothing at one point. So you look at a blocked field goal. You look at an interception in the red zone. You look at, so, I mean, potentially there's anywhere from six to uh, ten points that were taken off the board for the Bengals early on. You look at the 70-yard punt return touchdown right before the half. Um, absolutely unacceptable type of type of play. Uh, then Cincinnati, you know, they get the ball in the second half, put out one of the worst series offensive series that I've ever seen. Three and out, punt the ball away. You know, Miami kind of drives down a little bit and all, and all of that. Again, you're down seventeen nothing before you kind of know it, and nothing was going right. They couldn't run the ball early in the game. Dalton, and this unfortunately, this was kind of the the theme of the entire game Dalton was pressured from everywhere everywhere and still made some plays made some bad throws made some eh, but you know the Bengals were in it even with all of these things happening so then you look at you kind of transition to the positives I mean special teams kind of were let down especially early in the game uh, pressure given up by the offensive line and just a very, very frustrating two and a half or so quarters of football by the Bengals. Then all of a sudden, you kind of catch lightning in a bottle and like this team has done so many times this year, they just... I don't know what it is. This this team has great character. This team has a resiliency that we have not seen from Bengals teams in the past, this team. I, I heard a comment right when the tide started to turn a little bit. If you if you remember, I think it was the Joe Mixon touchdown that, um, you know, when it was uh, maybe seventeen to ten or something, something to that effect. And Steve Tasker was talking on the sideline, part of the CBS group, and he was talking about how. This approach by the Bengals and how they, you know, it was, it was very business like. He said it was very different. Yeah, there were some celebrating and all of that, but it was more, hey, good job, man, let's keep it going type of thing. Instead of a kind of a me first or a showboat thing or what have you, um, you know, you got to kind of like some of the, you got to like the, the character that was shown in the Bengals once again. So now you look at week one, week four, and week five have been all comeback wins, all exciting wins by the Bengals. And really, when you, when you looked at those games, things were really bleak, kind of late into the game. Um, And this team has shown that they can come back and win a game, regardless of almost any situation. And, you know, I, I think I think that speaks volumes to this team, and it speaks volumes as to what, you know, what they've built over the past year, two years, what have you. Again, today, they won by 10 points, and they pulled out some miracles, but no John Ross, no Giovanni Bernard. Uh, Preston Brown left the game for a little bit. Um You know, Tyler Eifert, Don, a lot of big-time players were not involved in this game, yet somehow the Bengals just found a way to make it work. Joe Mixon, I, I said this last year, and I'm not trying to, you know, pat myself on the back. Well, maybe I am a little bit, but I said this last year. Mixon seems like a guy who gets better with more and more touches and is a guy that really wears down a defense later in the game now jeremy hill was that type of player when jeremy hill was here and and namely in his rookie year but and giovanni bernard has did some wonderful things while both during and while joe mixon you know while he was gone while he was in the lineup both both ways but Mixon late in the game he just provides a spark and there's the there's the the enthusiasm after a play, there is the just the shiftiness. There are a couple of runs I, I'd like to have seen him do something a little different. But, hey, not every run is going to be perfect by a running back. And, you know, he just – he it was a tough day. It was a hard day. I thought Matt Burke, former Bengals assistant, who is now the defensive coordinator of, for the Dolphins, I thought he dialed up a great, great defensive game plan against the Bengals as evidenced by, you know, their scoring of only, gosh, what uh, – 13 points on offense, um, and then obviously the other two touchdowns came came via defense. Um, so you, you have to you have to be kind of pleased that they were able to work around some of these issues, the protection issues, early defensive issues, the special teams issues, that sort of thing, and come back. Now, transitioning to the defense, I want to I want to talk about Terrell Austin because he was a guy that has been, and rightfully so, raped over the coals for a number of different issues, especially the past couple of weeks. And we talked on Cincy Jungle and on other areas, we talked about the sustainability of how the Bengals were winning. And, and even that can still come into question this week with, with the way that the Bengals won this week down 17 to nothing and then coming back. I mean, they did it and they've, they, <laughs> they keep kind of proving us wrong every week when, when it seems like they're going to lose, but they keep doing it. But, I, I, I still am not sure that a rough game in November, December against Baltimore, against Pittsburgh, against some of these tough teams when they need a win, I, I still, I, I'm not sure I'm comfortable going down 17 points, 20 points, and, and having to claw all your way back up and kind of get these, these miracle type of plays. But regardless, they're making it happen, and um, the defense stepped up big this week. After not getting a turnover the past two weeks, um, the the Bengals this week had two two turnovers. Uh, they actually had three tur- turnovers, and two of them went for touchdowns. Huge play. Geno Atkins was a force. Uh, Carlos Dunlap was a quiet force. Michael Johnson, of course, had the touchdown. That was a a huge play. Sam Hubbard had a touchdown and was was hustling all over the place. You got a Carl Lawson, numerous pressures. I mean, you got to like what what we saw for the most part towards the end of the game from the defense. Now you look at it and you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird dichotomies with this, with this Bengals defense They're, I would assume they're still probably the worst or one of the worst going into this week. They were the worst at getting off of the field on third down on defense. Um, that they, they let up on quite a few third downs, especially early in the game. So I don't see how that really improves. They were, not turning the ball over, as I mentioned. They were not forcing turnovers the last two weeks. They got three today, huge. And the weird dichotomy of not getting off the field on third down is coming into this week, and I'm sure just like the third down situation statistic is still holding true, that this is holding true based on how many times they got to Tannehill. The Bengals are the best team. They have the most pressures in the NFL Uh, most quarterback pressures. So you would think that the pressures would lead to errant throws, more turnovers, all that kind of stuff to get them off of third down. But uh, that's not the case, but you know, they're sacking the quarterback somewhat frequently. They're getting to the quarterback somewhat frequently. And um, you know, they're, they're coming up with big plays when it's needed. And that's, I mean, I guess that's just kind of the name of the game, right? I mean, it's, it's not always going to be pretty. Um, These first, four wins have been a lot of fun, very nerve wracking, but a lot of fun. And, uh, it's to me, this is a direct opposite type of situation that last year's team was in. I mean, if you remember the Bengals started off one and three, they had a big lead against green Bay that they let, let go. Um, they had a big lead against Pittsburgh later in the year that they let go. I mean, they they let a lot of these leads evaporate, or if they were down, they didn't have the character or wherewithal or what have you, or even the talent maybe, to come back and climb into these games. And it's a complete 180 from last year and what the Bengals team was about compared to this year. Uh, I'm just going scrolling through some comments here. Um, Chris Hoffman, hi Chris, Chris from Cali, Bengals baby. Hey, what's up, Chris? Uh, California, we're, 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 simpatico, buddy. Um, Dustin Gentry says D line gets the game ball. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, uh, 14, <laughs> they, they scored more points to, or they were, they were responsible for more points than the, uh, Bengals offense. And then you look at also, if you look at the score again, one of those touchdowns they gave up was on a punt return. So, yeah, they weren't that great on third down again today, but they they got three turnovers, two touchdowns, um, and they really held strong in the th- in the third and fourth quarters when it mattered most, and the Bengals needed to mount a comeback. Uh, so so yeah, I, I think they stepped up in a big way. Like I mentioned, after Terrell Lawson's group was kind of the goat over the past couple of couple of games, um, Richard Fredette, yeah, tackling that's that's another issue that um, that I that needs to be cleaned up I mean there was a there was a frustrating third and 16 I think the Bengals had I think they were down 17 to three at the point in the game and all of a sudden you know that they, they, they have the momentum they've got they've got it going um, they were down I can't remember if it was 17 to 10 or 17 to 3 at the, at the point but the, the situation you understand what the situation I'm saying they had momentum. They were kind of, the crowd was getting into it. They had a third and 16 or, or something to that effect. And they let Kenyon Drake get like 22 yards. Uh, it's unacceptable. You can't, you can't do that. And part of it was, yeah, they gave him a cushion, but there was like two missed tackles on that play. There were other missed tackles on other plays. Um, you know, luckily they made some adjustments and, and cleaned things up. And I think also just the pressure and everything that that, that ended up that they got on Tannehill ended up kind of forcing the hand of the dolphins in in terms of like being a little more predictable in pass plays and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And and the Bengals took advantage. Uh, They also took advantage of an injury to Laramie Tunsell, their left tackle was a pretty good player. Uh, He got injured uh, later in the game and all of a sudden kind of saw the Bengals pass rush spark, but Hey, I mean, injuries happen. The Bengals have injuries all over the field. You could have said, You know, this game could have been a a lot closer early on if John Ross was in the game taking away coverage from A.J. Green. Um, You could have said, you know, same thing uh, with Eifert um, if he was in the game. You know, just more weapons where they didn't focus too much on Tyler Boyd and, and A.J. Green. Got to give those two guys kudos though, because you got you have to understand no Ross, no Eifert, um, Malone's still a work in progress, Cody Core still a work in progress. They are the team obviously trusts Erickson more than those two guys because Erickson's in there, Auden Tate on the bench. Um, so you got to give credit. AJ Green had a hundred yard game, and he. In case you didn't know, he makes uh, team history with the most 100-yard games by a Bengals receiver, which is really cool, really good honor, obviously up there with Chad Johnson and others uh, in that category. But um, you, you got to give him credit. He gutted out a, a tough game, came up with clutch catch after clutch catch. Joe Mixon, same thing, just a couple of weeks removed from – Uh, a little knee scope and uh, it played very, very well. And you you knew he was going to get a lot of touches right away because Bernard's out. So you got to give him love, you know, Boyd, not necessarily the games that we've been used to this year, but still made a couple of nice catches. And uh, Hey, those guys came through when, when it was needed. And um, I guess sometimes it's, so a little, it's it's okay to be more lucky than good, and I think that that might be a little bit of what uh, transpired on Sunday against against Miami. But hey, you got, you also have to give uh, credit to the Bengals with the talent they've amassed. I mentioned Hubbard, rookie contributing. Jordan Willis was making quite a few plays. I saw today. Um, he was in there. Uh, you know, second year guy. Um, Lawson, I mentioned second year guy pressures. Uh, you know, the list kind of goes on and on. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta give them credit. And, um, I think it was a little bit of luck, some resiliency and the talent starting to blossom. Um, just a different mindset with the Bengals this year. And I think it's, I think it's good to see. We'll get out of here in just a second. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. In case you don't know, our podcast is now part of the national network of SB Nation. So check it out. We usually record, live on Wednesday evenings via YouTube and on cincyjungle.com. But if you can't catch us live, you can get the show on art19.com. You can also get it on Stitcher, Google play iTunes. Uh, like I mentioned, YouTube and then all the stuff's on, on cincyjungle.com. So, so check it out. Uh, we have some fun with it. Um, oh, wow. We've got someone from Sweden who day from, from Sweden. Steph, I think it's Steph in there. Uh, Paul Curtis Smith just says one word Bates. well, I guess we could close on this. I was, I started to get a little frustrated in the first uh, two, three quarters of the game where the Bengals weren't getting off of the field. They weren't, there seemed to be some confusion with in the secondary with Bates, with other guys kind of not being in the right spots or not knowing the right coverage, that sort of thing. But that was a heck of an interception at the end of the game, and the Bengals needed that. Yeah, it seemed like the game was more or less in hand, but that really iced it, took some more time off the clock, that sort of thing. Um, heck of an athletic play, and I think that's what what that's what you're going to get from him. He was he made a couple of nice hits as well, but I think he's still getting going through some growing pains as a rookie um, in terms of coverages and all that kind of stuff. I noticed, and I don't know if you guys noticed, at the end of the game on a couple of coverages on defense – a couple of guys went up to Vontez Perfect after you know after guys were lined up. Perfect, who by the way was back this week and had a couple of nice plays, but where his impact is 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 the football IQ and guys were coming up to him pre-snap to ask kind of like, hey, you know, what's the read? What's the read? Uh, I think two different defensive backs did that on on a on a play, which was very interesting to see. So, um, hey, Bengals are hopefully you're are. Getting healthier. They're, they might get some guys back next week uh, against the Steelers. Huge game against Pittsburgh next week. The Bengals now are 4-1 and one atop the division. Unfortunately, I don't have the game in front of me, but last I saw I was going into overtime with the Browns and the Ravens. Um, and so, you know, uh, they've got control of the division. Next week's a big one. And you know what's great about this, too, this win today, is it, there was almost a semblance of, hey, could they be overlooking the Dolphins? Even though they're 3-1. Could they be overlooking the Dolphins because Pittsburgh's on the horizon and they, you got to know that they want that one. So, um, big game next week. We'll see if the Bengals can kind of continue their magic. But for now, let's enjoy the ride. They're 4-1 atop the AFC North and pull out another last-minute win against the Dolphins in Week 5, 27 17. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks for your comments, questions, all that good stuff. Uh, keep it to CincyJungle.com for all the news, opinions, analysis, uh, injury updates, fantasy football updates, all the good stuff, we, we have it there for you. And uh, join us every Sunday. or Well, yeah, I guess Sundays now because there's no more primetime games. Every Sunday uh, after games so you can uh, vent, you can applaud the Bengals, whatever you want to do, join us here on Facebook Live. Like the Facebook page so you can get a notification of it. All right, thanks. Have a great rest of the weekend.